Good afternoon, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back after our lunch break or breakfast break, depending on where you are. This is Vicki Nethling again, your host for the Find Your Leadership Confidence Summit. I am so excited for what we've already done this morning. It has been tremendous. The speakers we have gave us so many golden nuggets. I hope you took notes. I hope you've uh, upgraded to VIP to be able to take full advantage of getting those recordings, as well as those awesome free gifts. We have another tremendous speaker coming up and one that is a good friend of mine, long-term partner in crime, if you will, Natanya Walker. Natanya Walker is a fellow Toastmaster with me, fellow region advisor, and an all-around best gal friend. I want to tell you a little bit why I love Natanya Walker so much. Natanya is a master trainer and executive coach who positively transforms leaders by helping them to cultivate themselves, focus on effective communications and collaboration, and sharpen their mental agility in every phase of their work and their lives. When not training and coaching, Natanya can be found adding to her leadership and communication toolbox at Toastmasters International. It is my ultimate pleasure to bring my friend Natanya Walker to the stage with me on my summit, my first ever summit. Natanya, thank you so much for being here. Oh, absolutely, Vicki. Thank you for the invitation. Look, you said it best. Where you go, I follow, right? Wherever you go, I follow. So I awesome. couldn't think of a better Yes. Someday there will be the Vicki Natanya show. I promise you. I promise you. Okay. So as we have been doing, if you could just share a little bit of why you do what you do for our audience. Mm, that's a really good question. I'd be more than happy to. I do what I do because what I did worked for me. Um, I wanted to be this wonderful, outstanding leader. I've had colleagues tell me about a leader that they'd had who was uh, remarkable. They spoke so highly of this woman. And I remember in my younger days thinking, God, if I could have people feel that way about me, what would I need to learn to do? What skill sets would I need to acquire? But moreover, what behaviors would I need to adjust to be able to get reactions where people enjoyed my company or learned from me. So I began to master those. Well, after a while, and you've got all this stored up in you, there's something in most of us that want to share that learning or share those abilities and tips. So here I am, Vicki, and that's why I do what I do. Yes. You know, and as we were going up through the leadership track in Toastmasters, you often talked about keeping the main thing, the main thing. And I think oftentimes that's what leaders forget. They get, you know, attracted by those shiny objects and 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 guidance from people that maybe aren't giving them the best guidance and getting away from the main thing. In this crazy world that we live now, what are some challenges that you are seeing that leaders today are facing? Yeah, I think you just hit one of those, uh, the nail on the head with one of those, and that's keeping the main thing, the main thing. We have so many distractions. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, there are so many things that leaders are being called into and directions they're being pulled into. It's sometimes difficult to decipher what's most important and where they need to keep their attention and uh, other things that pulled it. I mean, the things that used to pull us years ago were simple, a newspaper. You picked it up if it was delivered to your house. Now you've got five and six and seven different uh, news systems, be they video or, or just print, coming to you every single morning. And as a matter of fact, several times a day. So again, that's just one way that we're pulled, but just a lot of distractions, I think is, is one of those things that leaders are facing right now. Also, whenever it comes to leadership, there are leaders that we have worked with, come across, <laughs> that it's my way or the highway. And now in this 21st century, we are learning that we have to give away, you know, the role of the leader is to teach and let do, right? So talk to us a little bit about how when you coach people, you not only teach, but then show them the action. Yeah, that's, that's so important. And it, whether you're a leader at home, in your business, uh, you're working for someone, entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. The same thing is true. When you master a task, I call it make space. It's so important that each one of us uh, be generous and make space for another, which means just stepping back and give people the opportunity to explore and to learn and to grow. Uh, sometimes as leaders, we find ourselves wanting to get things done quickly or uh, want things done exceptionally well. I mean, that's the mark of a good leader. You do want things to be done on time or early or certainly done with uh, excellence. But what about the people who you're leading? You know, they're, they're expecting us not just to teach and tell, but rather to model behaviors. So the first thing is to, I always say, demonstrate the behavior uh, where you can take another on a, be it a phone call, maybe it's a sales call with you or uh, a meeting so that they can observe you in action. And then you go with them, observe them and give them feedback and then step back and make space for them to explore, learn, and uh, we'll operate with excellence. So true. And, you know, I think sometimes that self-doubt, even as a, a coach, you're not always doing anything more than just, as you said, observing and, and modeling, but you have to allow them to fail. So when someone fails, whether it be a small fail or a big old, you know, oh shoot, fail. <laughs> uh, how do you bring them back to reality and have them learn from that? Yeah, as a coach, what I do is I help individuals to be more mindful. So the objective is for each one of us in the moment to catch ourselves. So initially it's a uh, a lot of questions. So how did that feel? What did, what did you experience? What would you like that have to have been like? Now, how do you course correct quickly? This is a term that I often use. Uh, it's uh, rapid detection and quick course correction. 
<laughs> so in this whole mindfulness, it's all about catching yourself in the moment and being conscious of the decisions and the choices we make and then quickly getting back on track. Otherwise, you find yourself out of alignment and getting further and further away from your goals, the results that you want, or even your dreams. Oh, I love it. Rapid detection course correction. If you've not written that down, you should write it down. Stick it on your monitor as a reminder every day. I think that when we talked earlier to another one of the guests about the fact that um, as a leader, we need to really celebrate the small wins. I think we get these big audacious goals. We sit down January or December and plan hopefully what our year is going to maybe look like our goals for that year. And sometimes we make it a difficult task because of the size of our goals. And when we work together as leaders, we talked about those, you know, 12 weeks or three months goals. Talk to me about the value of, of having those small goals to get the big audacious goals done. Absolutely. It's almost like the way you eat an elephant, Vicki, right? You one <laughs> bite at a time, right? You can't go and tackle a big project. I, I love this book that was brought to my attention last year. It's by Dan Sullivan entitled uh, The Gap in the Game. And there, uh, Dan talks about uh, this very thing where we we're here and we have a goal and we get really upset with ourselves because we feel like it's too big and we're, we've not reached our goal. Maybe it's something as simple as weight loss, hmm. or maybe it's this huge project that you're assigned to uh, on your, at your place of employment. And you get really frustrated because it seems like you're not accomplishing anything. The objective is not to focus on the big gap and, and reaching the goal, but rather every little gain that you make. Mm -hmm. And if each one of us were to slow down and really just simply in every day, in every moment, observe the small wins. Ah, I didn't use profanity. Ah, <laughs> I allowed someone else to speak. I spoke up in a meeting. I mean, little gains and you'll see bit by bit, your confidence will increase, your uh, performance will increase and the results will increase bit by bit. And before you know it, your goal will actually be accomplished if you stop focusing on the end and just focus on the little bitty gains or the little milestones. You know, we, we spend so much time thinking about our goals and what we have to do and we have to go and go and go. And you talked about slowing down. What about taking time to help someone else grow and how that helps you in turn? Yeah, a good friend of mine, uh, Joe Sasso, says the best way to teach, uh, to learn, is to teach, right? Is to really practice by teaching mm -hmm. and giving others uh, an opportunity to learn from you. Uh, I hope I answered your question correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the, the where I was going is that, you know, giving back. The more we give back, I think the more we, we receive. And that helps us feel more, um, I think, centered and focused. Yeah, I agree so, with you. It's almost, like, it's almost like showing the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 and, and you're really, really good at that. Is, is you, as you grow, again, I just said, I followed you everywhere you went, right? So you grow and you look back and you encourage others and you, you, you make them 
uh, have that you can do this attitude. And I think that's a mark of a, of a great leader is one who does give back. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a, a session that I teach around uh, working with people, the art of engaging with people. And the whole notion is to make people feel important. Mm-hmm. That is giving back in and of itself is to make people feel valued, make them feel special, and to make sure you keep their ego intact. For sure. And so whenever you are in that situation where you do have a team, a team of one or a team of 50, you know, you need to say do a big project and you know you could do this project in like two hours (laughs) but these are new people and you are entrusted to not only grow your team but think of successors for you and and the things that you do so how can a leader become comfortable in the uncomfortableness of delegating their work yeah I think, again, it's think about give back. Think about making space for other people, right? Even when you don't, to remember that somebody gave you the the space to learn and grow. That that mindset alone can can take you a long ways. The other thing about delegating is uh, allowing people to perform work, whether they're going to perform it well or not, is that as a leader, you should be continuously evolving which means you're going to go into territories that you're frightful of and someone's mm-hmm. going to make sense for you. As a leader, you should only be doing what no one else can do. And let that be your measurement. You should be working on those assignments, those tasks, uh, those opportunities for engagement that your staff uh, can't. So everything else you delegate down to them so that you can work on the most important tasks to make the whole team and and your um, organization successful. So you're a brand new entrepreneur, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe let's say you're a year into it, you know, so that's still brand new. And you have things like social media and email promotions and all these things, but you also have to do coaching, speaking, sales pitches and things. How important is it for you to get in a VA or someone to do that administrative work and let you, as you were saying, focus on the the money-making work? That's right. It's extremely important. And it's one of the things that many of us don't do so well. (laughs) Uh, This phrase I picked up, again, from from another book, um, find your who's. Oftentimes we get caught up in how to get things done, but think about who has the skill, the talent, the bandwidth, the interest uh, to help you. And be open to allowing people to come in and, and help you get your task done. You know, it's so important as a coach or an entrepreneur, whatever your profession is, to really focus on your profession and allow other people to focus on what they profess as being their gifts, talents, and skills. And together, the unit becomes great. Now, the reality is, on the onset, will it be perfect? Well, you're lucky if it is. For most, it takes them getting used to each other, right? You're you're learning to trust one another. Uh, You're learning one another's styles. 
and likes. But once uh, the the system starts to get in motion, it could could take your business uh, or your performance to a whole nother level if you allow others in to assist you with tasks mm-hmm. that you could do uh, and allow you the space to do what you do really well. So the last two years has had a lot of challenges. We talked about that, but it is bringing a lot of opportunities for us to better engage. You know, we, we're doing this now where we would have in the past think, oh, shoot, I have to have a meeting room and pay those costs and everything. Talk to us about the tremendous opportunities leaders have to engage today because of the world that we now live in. Oh my, uh, there are so many opportunities. When I think about the amount of meetings I can have in one day, just showing, just walk into my office and plug and play. And when I'm done, I can go and prepare a meal and then I come back and plug and play. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. I was on a call last night, a, a video call, and one of the participants sent their artificial intelligence assistant to take notes for them. <laughs> that happened to be my great friend here, uh, to take notes, right? So couldn't be in two places. So all of this automation has allowed us to multitask even better. Uh, there was someone else who couldn't be on camera, but they were able to attend. I mean, it, it's amazing. I see hybrid meetings. Uh, maybe 10 years or so ago, maybe 15, I saw companies starting to do more with less. Mm-hmm. Uh, managers stop supporting or uh, leading teams that were just in their physical location, but started broadening their territory where they had people in different states even that they were responsible mm-hmm. for. Before technology became so prominent and so wide, the use is so widespread now, those managers had to resort to just telephone calls on occasion, not really being able to see and engage with their teams. But all of that has changed for, for leaders, whether you're with a big corporation and certainly with a, a small entity who could not afford some of the equipment that maybe a, um, one of the, the Fortune 100 companies could. Now all of us are, are able to take advantage, whether it's learning or socializing or meetings, uh, the key is to use it. And and I think it's an important point you make about the um, working with your teams as a manager and a supervisor and some of as the projects that I led when I was a project leader were hybrid meetings and the, the task or I guess you are accountable to that team lead, team person, team member. And it isn't like in the past where you could walk down the hall and say, hey, how you doing, Natanya? Everything good? And, or I could see your face and say, hey, you want to have a chat? It takes a little bit more work. How can we as coaches help companies navigate that to be able to understand and easily adapt and change to how we can be better virtual as well as in-person leaders? Yeah, I think for me, Vicki, it's a change in perspectives. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we, we operate 
from a, I, won't, I don't want to insult anybody and say a narrow perspective, but cert, certainly it's finite. And my recommendation always as a coach, as a, as a trainer, is to broaden your perspective. Because when we're able to see from different vantage points and other people's perspectives and take those into consideration, uh, then our, our results, our actions, our behaviors change. Um, I would suggest to leaders to use the tool, but find ways to make it natural. I think mm. teams are using social media, not social media, but using these types of platforms already. But you get to a meeting and it's just a meeting and you get off the meeting and it's done. I mean, what about coffee? What about getting on for just a five minute? Hey, I was just stopping by. How, how's it going to say hi? Those were those intimate moments when we were all in the office that made the difference. Somebody just stopped by my office or took time to wave. As leaders, I, I and then as a coach, I would suggest to leaders that you consider that. Mm -hmm. I mean, just uh, DM someone and say, hey, you got a minute? Didn't want anything, but I remember you told me your kid was you had a soccer game last week. How was it? These are points of engagement that make a huge difference. Uh, and this, these tools allow us to be a whole lot more effective uh, than we, uh, some of us are. Yeah, I know for me, I always try to get on about 10 or 15 minutes before a meeting starts so that I can chit chat and kind of get a temperature for how people are feeling. And it's amazing how those little things build relationships that when I need a favor, when I need to have you do more, uh, it's not a big ask that, you know, the people are really willing to step up to you. That's really true. Now, I will be honest. I'm the girl that gets on right on time. I'm not an early bird. I remember working with a team last year uh, who called me out on that. Uh, it was a team that I was leading. And they said, Natanya, can you open up the, the, the window for us to get in 10 minutes earlier? Because we want to engage. Now, I share that story because we each operate differently and we have natural styles. As leaders, it's important that we remember everybody's style. Again, that's that widening of perspectives because for me, it's like meeting starts at this time, show up. But other people are operating from a different set of values and rules and they like that opportunity to engage. So as leaders, we have to keep our antennas up and be mindful of everybody on our team what works best for them if we want to get the most and the best from them. So as a leader for, for all of us, we should get, when we first start with a team, we should, you know, set the ground rules, say, Hey, this is who I am. Let me know how you'd like things and then maybe compromise. Absolutely. And adjust throughout the year. I mean, yeah. someone may feel one way, but as they grow and evolve, things change. So check back in with your team. Is this still working for you? What would yeah. you like to see different? How can we, how can we uh, make things better? I think the big thing is inviting them to engage, not just being a top-down leader yeah. who tells, tells, tells what's going to happen, but goes into a session with some parameters. Here, here's what we'd like to see now. What are your thoughts? And make sure people feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, that's true. And so it is now time for us to um, have you share. What is your free gift that you have to all of our attendees today? Ah, thank you, Vicki. I am so excited about this because I'd love to meet you. My free gift to the audience is a 30-minute session with me 
to talk about anything, well, almost anything <laughs> that you like. <laughs> oh, but I'd love to meet you. I'd love to get to know uh, what's on your mind uh, to see if there's some offering that I can, can give to you. And uh, that being some point of wisdom or suggestion or advice or tool that I might be able to offer you. But yes, I would love for you to take advantage of a 30 minute video session with me. Awesome. And is that your free gift or your, your VIP? Um, well, I think that's your VIP. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I yeah, think that's your VIP right. gift. So, uh, let's just say that your, your free gift can be a 15 minute, <laughs> just a, just a chat. Yes. Awesome. Okay. It is so wonderful to have you here today. And I am always just uh, blessed to have time to spend with Miss Natanya Walker. So if you have not done so to get that 30 minutes with this woman, because I will tell you, if you're having a down day, this woman will brighten it like the sunshine out there today. It is just so wonderful to be friends and partners with Natanya Walker. So please upgrade to VIP so that you could take advantage of re-listening to this video as well as all of the speakers today and be sure to do that right now. Thank you so much, Natanya Walker, for being our guest today. And I look forward to doing more fun things with you. You got it, Vicki. Thanks a gazillion. <laughs>